Welcome to episode three of Home Buying 101. I'm your host, Francisco Gonzalez, and with me today is Raul Ramirez from Lending X. Raul, how are you doing today? Hey, man. Good morning. Nice, uh, nice to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. Of course. Raul, tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell us who is Raul Ramirez. Well, I mean, I started back in the business, uh, I would say, like in 2006, 2007. I was just pushing paper, making phone calls. Uh, when the big crash happened, I got laid off in the broker world and I uh, became a Wells Fargo processor for a couple of years. Uh, worked my way up, became a underwriter, home equity underwriter, VA underwriter, and then just took all that experience and became a officially licensed loan officer about four years ago now. That's awesome. You went through the 2008, 2009. I've been through it all, <laughs> fortunately. What got you into lending back in 2006? My sister, actually. So I was going to college uh, studying criminal justice because my dream was to be an FBI agent. But that shortly was crushed when uh, my sister, when they pulled me out of the basketball gym, said, you got to get your ass to work. So she took me into a meeting and it just it's, it all started from there. That's awesome. All right. So with this being home by 101, of course, we always start off with giving what the Maricopa market looks like today. So thank you to Josh Lavario from AZ Associates for providing this information. So. Based off of the numbers, we're looking at 16,089 active listings right now. We've got about 471 coming soon. Listings pending, we're looking at about 7,158 with a median sold price of 440000 and median listing price of $480,000. And days on the market are still at 62, just like last week. So with these numbers at 440 sold price, what would someone look at? With today's rates, I mean, so roughly, uh, if you're going FHA for some home buyer, three and a half percent down, um, you're looking at as of today, five point seven five. Assuming you have a seven hundred credit score, the principal and interest only be about two thousand five hundred twenty one dollars. Uh, go conventional, three percent down. Again, same credit score criteria, about seven hundred. Uh, you're looking at about two thousand five hundred fifty nine dollars a month. That's principal and interest only. Okay. And of course, rates are always changing. Everywhere. Rates are changing sometimes hourly. Okay. So the best thing for someone to be would just be reach out to you and kind of get a personalized look at everything. For sure. I tell people getting a mortgage is like buying a suit. You know, it's tailored to that specific person. You're not, me and you are not going to have the same suit size or any of the next person. So everything's tailored to each person. So if you have any questions, just feel free to reach out. I can run a scenario for you without having to pull your credit. and just kind of go from there. So the last uh, two weeks, we've talked about just getting pre-qualified. Last week, we talked about kind of what a buyer's consultation it looks like. But I wanted to have you on uh, the show to talk about credit and just credit services. Just because, for example, uh, it's not black and white where, hey, you're going to talk to a lender and you're either going to get qualified or you're not. Because a lot of people get discouraged. Just for example, if they don't qualify today, it doesn't mean they're not going to qualify in a month or two or six months or a year. So a lot of people get discouraged if someone tells them, hey, you're not qualifying today. They get discouraged and they just stop trying and they just never come back to qualify and they'll continue renting and renting and renting. So I kind of want to talk to you about, let's say, for example, if you can walk me through a couple of scenarios and just talk to me about what you guys do as lenders to help people get to pretty much being able to buy a home. Like, hey, this is the this is your goal to become a homeowner. This is how we help you become a homeowner. Right. So personally, what I do, whether I say, if you have a, a heartbeat and you're wanting to buy a house, I'm going to help you and, and put a plan together. 
maybe you walk out not with a pre-qual, but you at least walk out with a game plan on what you need to do to get you there, whether it be fixing your credit, whether it be income, whatever the case may be, I'll definitely you'll definitely walk away with some kind of positive news. If you come to me and tell me, well, I make 15 bucks an hour and I have a 400 credit score, I'm not going to close the door and you send you on your way. We're going to really analyze your credit, look at what's causing you to have that low credit score, see what we can do to fix it. And if we need to get you over to a credit specialist to get you more help, I will do that. Sometimes it might be as easy as paying down some of your credit cards. Usually that's the easiest and fastest fix. It, I've seen it go up maybe 60, 80 points just by paying down your high balance credit cards. Something as simple like that. So, and you did mention credit specialist. So kind of explain to people, what is a credit specialist? So the credit person that I use, what he, he will do is um, look at your accounts that are in the collection or in a, in a charge off status and attempt to get those permanently deleted off your credit. Because if you pay your collections, most people think that it's going to help improve your credit score, but it really doesn't. It, it doesn't do anything. Uh, but if you get that permanently deleted off your credit, then that has a huge impact on getting your scores up, which is what that's what we want. And recently, I think it was what a couple of months ago, they made a new rule with when it comes to medical collections, correct? Yeah, as far as medical collections, they'll still be reporting on your credit. Um, but as a lender, you... For example, we're going to have a $10,000 medical collection. We as a lender won't count that against you. It still might hold a negative impact on your credit, but you won't be penalized for it as on the lending side of course. For example, for someone that's looking at getting credit services or getting a credit specialist to help them work with their credit, what's kind of the average price you're looking at right now for someone to help you either one time thing or on a monthly basis? Just because I know there's a lot of other credit services out there and just, they're pretty much scouting people. Yeah. Personally, in my experience, I don't ever recommend doing the month to month thing. Uh, from past clients that I have gotten, they say, oh, well, I've been working with a credit specialist for six months to a year and their credit scores literally either remained the same or gone up 10, 20 points. Uh, I personally feel like the longer they keep you in there, the more money they're going to make. Makes sense. Um, the credit persons that I've worked in the past, it's a one-time fee. They'll work with their credit for a couple months. They know my type of business that I'm in, so they know that we need results fast and we need that, that client to get into a home. Um, I personally used it myself um, a couple of years ago when I first started letting my credit was in the 400s. It was terrible. I'm embarrassed to say what it was. And with the help of this particular person, within three months, my scores went up a bit. About 150 points. That's awesome. Yeah, because I assume just those people that put you on a monthly service or a monthly $99 fee, it's kind of like the gym membership. Every month you see it, you're like, oh, I need to cancel, I need to cancel, but you never cancel because you have to jump through so many loops to cancel that service. For sure. And regardless of the kind of credit help that you're getting, it's only as good as the amount of effort as one as a consumer is putting into it. So if I'm giving you a game plan, and you're not following it, and you're still racking up your credit cards, you're opening up new debt, you don't uh, catch up on your late payments, you're only hurting yourself. So when we give you a game plan, I tell my clients, it's really on you on how soon you want to get into your home. Here's the game plan, and you know it's up to you. Awesome. So can you kind of give me some examples of some one of your clients that you've helped pretty much from A to B and got into the home, and how long did it take you? What did they have to do to fix their credit? So going back to that uh, last year I was telling you about, it was a client that came over, it was a referral of a family member, 
and they had been working with someone that was on a month-to-month basis fixing their credit for like a year now. And they were still like in the six, no, something my bad, like in the six, five, 585, 575 range for like a year. And I plugged them in with my credit person. It was something as simple as getting a couple things deleted, uh, paying down some credit card debt. Um, they were behind on some, on some payments as well. And it took about five months or so, and they ended up about a seven in the 770, 720s. And it all happened in a matter of like five months. That's awesome. So you were able to help them fix their credit and, of course, getting no home. Yeah, for sure. And you said it took five to six months? About five to six months in that case. And again, everything is case by case basis. Sometimes if you, for example, you have nothing but bad credit and no active trade lines, that might take a little longer only because you have more bad credit to outweigh the good credit. But if it's a, um, if it's something where it's like you have some active trade lines or not too bad and your bad credit doesn't overpower the good, then that's something that could be fixed sooner. So again, it's like buying a suit. It's literally tailored to every person. And one big misconception that I always see and I want you to go into Nico's is why should someone not be someone's co-signer on a loan, a car loan, or something else. Because a lot of people are under the misconception, I only sign to lend them my credit, but it's not going to affect my credit whenever I want to go purchase something like a home. Correct. Or they say, people say, oh, well, it's not going to affect me because I was just placed on there a second. You know, but regardless whether you're the main borrower or a co-borrower, you're still, it's still going to impact you the same. If that person is late on, on their on their payment, it's going to have a negative impact on yours, just as well as they pay it for the five years and give you good credit. Um, not only that, but say you co-sign for someone on a car and the payment's you know seven hundred dollars because I've seen it, that's going to take away from your debt to income ratio. Now you're getting hit with the seven hundred dollar payment that really isn't yours. Of course. Well, and then also I always heard that what could help, especially. As a parent for kids, is adding your kid as an authorized user on your credit card. Let's say, I think you can do it as early as when they're 14. Don't give them a card, of course, but add them as an authorized user on your credit card so that they can build credit. So by the time they're 18, you're going to only help them get ahead. Correct. That's a good strategy. Even now, um, I sometimes tell people to do that. You know, with perfect example, someone who has no credit, that's my favorite because you can literally have them get added to someone's um credit card as an authorized user, have them open their own secured credit card. Within 30 to 45 days, they're being a 700 uh, credit situation. So that definitely works, but the good authorized user, um, you wanna make sure that they have, it's at least open for six months, at least, uh, low credit card balance and no late payments. Because if they have late payments or the credit card's maxed out, then that's gonna hurt you more, it's gonna benefit you. Of course. So, uh, so give me some other things that you could do to positively affect your credit that we can we can kind of let everyone know that hey if you if you can do these things it's going to always positively affect your credit the the biggest one that we've already talked about is keeping your credit card balances low that's and when you say when you say low what percentage like let's say of 100% keep them under 30% or I, I would say under 30% i think the sweet spot personally from what i've seen is like 20 to 25% um, the lower the better, but 20, 25% seems to be the sweet spot. But never have completely paid off. Not paid off. You, you could have in some, time, in some situations we need them down to a ten, like a $10 balance, I'd recommend. 
But for the most part, if you're just going to be using it, keep it down to at least a 20, 25% balance. Worst case scenario, if we're short a couple points and we can run a credit score simulator and if we need it at a $10 balance or pay down to zero, then at that point, I'd ask you to do that. What other things do people do to positively affect their credit? Other things, the biggest one is on-time payments. That has a huge, huge weight on your credit. You know, sometimes even a late payment can drop your score immediately, like 20, 25 points, if not more. That's the biggest thing. The other thing, I have clients who say they're behind on a credit card or something, $500. They're like, oh, well, they said I can make payments of you know X amount of dollars per month and I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine, but on credit, you're still behind past due that large amount, and it's going to continue reporting late month after month until you catch up on that past due balance. So that's the biggest misconception that I tell, that I get from clients, and I tell them, hey, yeah, they're, they're agreeing on taking your small payments, but it's still going to affect your credit, so you want to pay that balance and then just keep up. And I know it's tough, but it, it, that's what it is. All right, so on the other side of the coin, where are some do-nots that we want to, we want to look our clients know or your, your clients know not to do. Yeah, don't miss don't miss the payments. Um, don't rack up your credit cards. Um, avoid having your credit rent if unnecessary. Uh, that's another big thing though. Clients are scared to come when they talk to us, hey, well, I need to run your credit. What well, is it? My credit score going to drop? Not necessarily. I mean, if you have, I'm going to pull it one time. It's not like you're buying a car where they may run it 10, 20 times to shop it around different lenders. We're not going to do that, um, and no, don't co-sign. Don't co-sign because the other person, you don't. Life events happen. They might get let go. They might get fired. They might. You don't know what happens, and then they're not going to keep up with their payments, and then now you're stuck with a repossession or bad credit because you're being nice and co-sign for someone. Of course, and when it comes to when you guys run credit and when people are using these services like Credit Karma or I can't remember any of the other names. Credit Karma is the biggest one out there. How does their their credit on there really, or is it similar? How different is from the credit when you guys run it? I tell people that credit karma is a Kirkland credit <laughs> because it's never accurate. So it's a good indicator of a range to tell you where you're at. But I've seen both sides of the spectrum where I pulled someone who says, think they have a, they saw a 600 credit score and they have a 700 or they said they have a 700 and they really had a 500. But those are rare occasions, but most of the time, it's if you tell me you have like a six hundred, it's going to be either in the low five eighties or in the in the mid six hundreds. So it's a good indicator to see where your credit's at, but it's not going to be accurate. Perfect example: this morning, I had a client call me. I pulled his credit last week, and his score was lower. I said we need to give him some help, and he's like, "Oh, over the weekend, my score jumped eighty points for Credit Karma." And I said, well, did you pay down any of the credit cards or did you do anything significant? He's like, no, I didn't do anything. I was like, well, I'm not sure why it's reporting that, but I guarantee you if you did nothing significant other than just make your payments and you're probably going to still be at the same spot. Were you able to check his credit again or not yet? I, I, there's no need to run it again. Well, I'm not going to need it again. I just ran it last week and he was, again, in lower 500s. And I know for a fact, and again, after verifying with him, he did nothing significant. To boost up the scores, it pretty positive that there's no change. Of course. Okay. So let me ask you, Roland, if someone wants to get a hold of you to talk to you about getting pre qualification or they've already talked to someone else and they weren't satisfied with their, the game plan they were given, how can they reach out to you? 
They can reach out to me on uh, Instagram at Raul, your mortgage lender, or they can uh, give me a call at 480-738-9229. Thank you for your time today, Raul. I appreciate you. Please go.